This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Feminism in your ears. It's another broad podcast on Joy 94.9. Keep listening. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag broad on Joy 94.9. On Joy 94.9. And welcome to Broad. Broad would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands that we broadcast from, uh, the Kulin Nation, and pay respect to all Kulin elders, women from the past, present, and those women who will be our future elders. We'd also like to acknowledge with respect uh, the traditional owners of all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lands we broadcast to, and to pay respect to all elders and women elders from all clans and nations, past, present and future. And welcome to Broad this evening, December 19. Thanks again to Well, 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 another wonderful show. And we are heading towards, yes, it's Krampus time or uh, Christmas for those who celebrate or not. The festive or festering season is upon us. But um, tonight we've got quite the showcase. Um, I'll be speaking to Danielle Jablonski, one of the organisers of something called Cloak. Clexicon, always fell over my words then, and of course returning we have the wonderful Maria Lewis, author and broadcaster and uh, personality extraordinaire, with Etty Rout. Who is that? Well, she's one of our bad bitches of history, returning tonight here on Broad. So if you want to send us a message, please do so. Um, you can SMS us 0427 JOY949. You can email us on air at joy.org.au. Or you can head to the Facebook page for Broad, Broad on Joy 949, and uh, check us out there. We're also on Twitter, at BroadFem949, for any uh, little tweety messages. So, yes, Danielle Jablonski is um, connecting with us, and uh, it's through something called Collexicon. It's running from the 3rd to the 5th of March in 2017. That's next year in Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. And it's going to provide a platform, a special convention to provide a platform to build community, bring together a diverse group of LGBTIQ fans and content creators from all around the world. Networking events to connect filmmakers, actors, industry professionals. There'll be panels, workshops, autograph sessions and films and all sorts of things so you can connect with the creators, connecting with the fans. And it's to empower as well our queer women who often find themselves not represented in our popular culture and media. So we'll be chatting to her about what that is. I'm also um, going to have some little bit of Christmassy music. Let's do a bit of that now. This is something called uh, The Waitresses, and this is Broad on Joy with our Christmas, almost Christmas, feminist special Enjoy 94.9.
Agenda is a support and advocacy group for trans and gender diverse people aged 25 and under. We run regular events and work to combat transphobia. For more information on our events and services, email info at ygender.org.au or check out our website, ygender.org.au. Join 94.9 is proud to share this community service message for Ygender. From Australia and around the globe, this is the Broadcast News. Yes, welcome to Broader uh, broad News. So, of course, as you probably realise, I wasn't around last week, and last week was a big week for news in regards to women, and one in particular, Wonder Woman. Her role as Honorary UN Ambassador for the Empowerment of Women and Girls came to a very abrupt end on Friday the 16th, that's last week, after just two months. A decision was made to appoint her as a cartoon character, but it attracted a widespread criticism. A feminist groups to Diplomats and UN staff voiced their objections and a petition was launched which gathered around 45,000 signatures calling on the Secretary General of the UN, Ban Ki-moon, to reconsider the choice. The designation of the cartoon character launched a year-long campaign on gender equality and women's empowerment, one of the UN's new 2030 global goals and included the real-life actress who's played Wonder Woman before, Linda Carter, of course, from the television series, and uh, Gail Gutthot, uh, of course, who's playing the new character and we'll see the new film next uh, May in 2017. So the decision to name the DC comic superhero as honorary ambassador for women's issues was panned from the beginning. A lot of controversy around it and uh, the complaints were that uh, her image was too sexualised, her appearance because she is white and therefore not diverse and also using a fictional character they believe was a slight against real life female activists. What do you think? Mm. Even an old f- veteran feminist like Gloria Steinem uh, told SBS or CBS, sorry, News that although Wonder Woman had inspired her as a girl, she'd rather a woman with real terrestrial power be positioned as a role model. Well, I don't know if anyone does have that power like uh, a wonderful Wonder Woman does, but critics, including some of those diplomats from around the world, staged a protest at the UN lobby in New York. Um, and even though it's her 75th birthday this year, it was believed it was culturally insensitive to have her as a UN role model for women and girls. So that's the end of that. Uh, very sad. That was taken from the BBC News Online on the 13th. Um, and, of course, there has been a bit of a, a backlash as well to that decision. Uh, Australia's very own Nicola Scott, the artist who was brought in to bring about uh, some of the changes of the depiction of Wonder Woman for the UN. Uh, she was even flown over there and we interviewed her a couple of weeks ago on Broad. Uh, she says in an article that was in The Guardian just recently, uh, in fact from Friday the 16th, that she believes it's just one less woman in politics. Wonder Woman losing her job as a UN ambassador is a sign of some of the ingrained sexism. Well, it's according to taste, of course. But for her, um, you know, Wonder Woman was a great symbol since the age of four. She said uh, it was somebody that, or a character, that certainly inspired her to take up the pen and the pencil and to become the great artist that she is today. And, of course, drawing and inking uh, Wonder Woman as the comic and, of course, um, yeah, if you want to hear more about that interview, we do have that up on podcast. You can check that out. It was put up last week. 
I think it's really sad myself because Wonder Woman was created with female empowerment in mind during the Second World War in 1941, in fact, by uh, William Moulton Marston, an American psychologist, a lie detector inventor, aha, the lasso of truth, and a women's rights advocate. He was also involved in a pansexual three-way relationship. Oh, that's very interesting. And uh, was way ahead of his time, one could say, including uh, the partnerships he had. Um, the American flag, of course, may have been considered as propaganda during the Second World War, but in recent times that has been obviously taken away and a more of a traditional Greek style has been adapted. Um, she was very much the beacon of We Can Do It, along with Rosie the Riveter during the Second World War and post-war era, and for women, helped to represent that move from the war uh, as workers into working full-time and be more than, you know, obviously part of the 2.5 nuclear family in the U.S. During the second wave of feminism in the 1970s, Gloria Steinem, who we mentioned before, personally chose Wonder Woman as a perfect role model to grace the cover of the first issue of feminist magazine, Ms. Magazine, and the impact that had, of course, ah, even up to recent times. Well, I don't know what you think, but I find it to be quite sad and disappointing that we've lost um, what is truly, uh, well, she breaks down a lot of boundaries, I believe, on the Wonder Woman character. And lots of little girls love to dress up as Wonder Woman, little girls and little boys. Whatever, it is a bit sad that people probably uh, have taken it the wrong way. And at the same time, it feels a bit like body shaming. Surely that's what we're not all about today, are we? Um, speaking of more news, before I move on to the interview with um, uh, Danielle Jablonski, um, of course, there's been a call for a proper inquiry into here in Australia in Miss Dew's death. Uh, Miss Dew, of course, uh, was a young Aboriginal woman who unfortunately died as a death in custody um, in of course, West Australia. And only last week, the West Australian coroner released CCTV footage that showed Miss Dew's lifeless body being dragged through South Headland Police Station two days after she was locked up for non-payment of fines. Miss Dew's screams for help were ignored by police officers, which you can see in the CCTV footage. Uh, they thought she was faking it. And complications from a previous rib fracture became infectious and spread to her lungs. Unfortunately, she did pass away. The WA coroner, Ross uh, Fogliani, found police acted unprofessionally and inhumanely, and her death could have been prevented if she'd been given treatment. Uh, but, however, the National Congress of Australia's First Peoples is very concerned that the coroner's findings fall short after there's been no recommendations for any prosecutions of those involved. Oh, that is terrible. It's a really, really sad time. And it just shows how far behind, how far behind West Australia, and in particular Australia in general, is when it comes to death in custody of Indigenous peoples here in this country. It is something to be quite embarrassed and ashamed of. And we hope that there will be a further uh, inquiry uh, into this case. Uh, we do send our condolences and our deepest sympathies to the family and relatives and friends of Miss Do. Uh, now for other news, what's happening in the feminist world? Well, hey, uh, you can't go wrong with The Handmaid's Tale. 
It gets a Northern Hemisphere release in spring. That's April of next year, 2017. And yes, it is The Handmaid's Tale, based on Margaret Atwood's best-selling novel. It's going to be launched into a 10-episode season uh, from April 26 on Hulu online. And the photos look amazing. They've just been released today online of the cast and uh, what that looks like. It looks very diverse. It looks really fascinating. And it is one of my favourite dystopical feminist tales. The drama series tells a story of life in a dystopical place called Gilead, a totalitarian society in what was formerly part of the United States. Facing environmental disasters and a plunging birth rate, Gilead is ruled by a twisted a patriarchal fundamentalist regime that treats women as property of the state. Hmm, sounding a bit too real. And Elizabeth Moss will be playing Offred, one of the main protagonists, uh, one of the few remaining fertile women, and a handmaid, as they're called, in the commander's household. Now, if you haven't read the book, you should do yourself a favour, or you could just cheat and, and wait a little bit for the series to come out. Hopefully we'll be able to have access to that in Australia uh, later on next year. Well, that's just some of the... Um, on the lighter side of the, the news there, looking at some of the television representation of, of women coming up very soon in the next year. And what a year 2016 has been. If you've got any messages about that, what kind of year you've had, um, what was one of the top feminist stories for you or stories about women that appealed to you or stood out or affected you in some way, let me know. 0427 join 949 or you can phone us on 1300 join 949 you can email on air at joy.org.au and don't forget we are on Facebook too so yes uh, stick around with Broad we are going to be talking to Danielle Jablonski next from Calexicon you're listening to Broad so what does feminism mean to you Karen Horsfield to me feminism is about fighting an oppression. You know, I think we should call a spade a spade. I think that, that women in society are oppressed. They are an oppressed group. And they face pressure both covertly and indeed overtly to fit into certain boxes and to uh, to just kind of tolerate certain aspects of society which work directly against them. And feminism is about being something larger and stronger than yourself. All right, it's Broad here on Joy 94.9. got a fantastic guest. We're really honoured to have her. She's flown all the way from the United States to come and be on Broad, specifically. I wish, I wish. It's Danielle. Danielle Jablonski. Uh, welcome to Broad. Thank you for having me. Clexicon. Yeah. 2017. We were talking off air about just the, I guess, the pool and the magnet that this convention is, is having this event it's getting a lot of interest from around the world i was just mm. saying we have people coming from 32 countries so far so wow. it's uh, something that is in demand that hasn't been done before people are really excited about so they're coming from all over the place we actually have about 20 people so far coming from australia 20,000 or 20? 20,000, I wish. <laughs> 20 so far. It's a long way to go to, to go for a weekend in Las Vegas. Pretty awesome that we actually even have 20 people coming that far from Australia. I'm sure that will uh, improve as the time goes on. What are the dates? And I know it's next year. Yep, it's next March, uh, the 3rd through the 5th mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. So only three days, roughly? But... Yeah, th- three days of events, panels, speakers, mm. parties, right. um, meet and greets with celebrities and... Oh. Uh, content creators 
all sorts of fun things. We right. also have a film festival running during that time. Oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Now we can talk about that in a moment. But why did you put, I mean, you're one of a crew of how many? Uh, there are four of us, mm-hmm. uh, four main organisers, and we have a whole heap of volunteers helping us out as well. Oh, cool. So why was it important to put something together like this? The original idea uh, came out of a few people who are part of the 100 fandom. Yep. And what happened around uh, how one of the characters, Lexa, was killed off. So the ship name, Clark and Lexa, is Clexa, and so originally it was created Clexicon as a way to do something positive out of that pretty unhappy situation for a lot of people when Lexa mm. was killed off the show. And then it's kind of snowballed into something much bigger than that about uh, improving representation for queer women generally. It's been a particularly bad year for uh, queer female characters on TV, and the GLAD, GLAD organization in America just came out with their report about a month ago, and the pull quote from that that's been go- doing the rounds and was even retweeted by the UN was about how TV totally let down queer women this year, specifically mm. because it was, they did such a poor job of representation. So part of what we're trying to do is celebrate the representation that we do have and work with content creators to work on how do we improve it? How do we make it better? How do we get more queer female characters? What a shitty year. Sorry. <laughs> All around. It's incredible. Just so much has happened. This is a real snowball of so many um, so many things, human rights, and of course, yeah, like you're saying, representation, quality, and uh, diversity and everything. Quite the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, obviously television characters are not as important as real-life characters, and we can have that conversation yes, forever. But representation but. is a really important part of improving real-life circumstances because exactly. television and film has such a big impact mm-hmm. on how people and culture, and young, how society interacts with people. And they don't kids, know. You know. Yeah, specifically. We've got to think about young kids too. Like, what are they seeing? Seeing yourself as well is really important. Mm-hmm, you know, there's important. enough scientific data now to say that if you can see yourself on tele- or someone like yourself on television or at the movies, you're actually going to feel better about yourself. It's, it makes a big difference. It's a no-brainer, really. Absolutely. <laughs> and why we have to keep on fighting that, I don't know. But still, at least we've got people like yourself doing that, which is really important. Yeah, so Clexicon, it should be huge. Well, it sounds like it's already <laughs> it's breaking some big. records. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you've got a film festival too, which, because I like films, it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting to me. I haven't. You can see I'm really well prepared for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my so homework. The film festival uh, was announced mm. fairly recently actually so oh, okay. we have a call out now for submissions so okay. if any of your listeners have films uh, with content that relates to LGBTQ women we would love to okay, see, really? cool. see their films so please head to the website and fill out a submission. Right. Okay. So what do they do? They just, they fill out a submission, you'll contact them and they send the yeah. Vimeo or some... um, There's a couple of different ways to do it. Mm. Uh, if they go to our website, claxcon.com uh, forward slash film dash festival, mm-hmm. they can either fill out a form online and send us a DVD or they can use a service like Film Freeway or send a link for, through uh, if their work is on YouTube or Vimeo or something like that. So there are multiple cool. ways to do it. I'm trying to make it easy for people. Deadline is January. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Still a bit of time there. Yes. Yeah, 15th or the 1st? Yes. Yeah, cool, that cool. backward date for you guys. <laughs> That's why I hesitate. What am I saying? What's the 15th month? I'm glad yeah. there's not 15 months. Although I wouldn't mind 15 months in a year. More time would be nice, right? That would be great. <laughs> oh, this is exciting because I can think of some people actually right now that might be interested in that. that and does that mind, you don't mind what genre it is too? It can be horror or... It can be any genre, and we're looking for feature films, short films, documentaries, mm. and also web series as well, any oh. genre at all. As long as it relates to LGBTQ women, has some kind of content that includes LGBTQ women, we are happy to view it. Cool, cool. I'd, really I'd nice love little... to hear more about Aussie content, because we don't yeah. really get a lot of that over in the States. It doesn't really I make will... it. So um, where do you live? I'm in New York. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit... yeah just... just... 
just jump just in pop your car, over and, <laughs> go and see them. Just drive for a few days. <laughs> so why did you pick? Which makes me bring uh, get to that question. Why did you pick uh, Las Vegas? Uh, Las Vegas was originally picked because it's kind of fairly easy for everybody on both coasts to get to. Mm. It's uh, pretty easy for international travelers to get to. And it's a fun party city. You can get so married. You can get married. Do you I, think people I, will? I believe, we'll I believe some... there are a couple of people who are planning some uh, engagements oh, and cool. potentially weddings <laughs> that weekend. So we'll see. Will there be cosplay as well? There'll hopefully be a lot of cosplay, yeah. Oh, Especially cool. of fans course. of The 100 love dressing up as Alexa. Mm. So we hope we get a lot of that. Might get Alexa wedding. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Apply now. Cool. So you, you could get one of the crew to be a celebrant or something. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we could help facilitate that, help. potentially. So who have you got so far? You've got quite an amazing spread there of amazing women. Yeah, people are particularly excited about the Winona Earp crew. Mm. So we have Kat and Dominique, who are the yeah. Way Hot couple. And we also have Emily Andrus, who's the showrunner yeah. of Way Hot and also showrunner of former showrunner of oh, Lost Girl. Girl. Yeah. So we're having a bunch of Way Hot stuff and also mm. Emily Andrus is doing some writing workshops which will be really cool. Oh, well, that'll be cool. And then we have Zoe Palmer and Rachel Scarsden from yeah. Lost Girl coming right. in. Yes. We also have a Spashley reunion. I'm not sure. It was South of Nowhere, a big show in Australia. That was a pretty big deal in the like mid-2000s mm. um, in the States. Uh, we also have Eden and Elizabeth who are on All My Children which was the first lesbian couple on daytime TV ever. So oh, we're doing a reunion. That's so that's, awesome. it's kind of cool to be able to do these reunions of people who are like the first ofs on TV. That's a kind of cool thing. And I notice you've got, I love this woman, Uh, Shamin Sharif. mm -hmm. Sharif. I can't think straight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be screening that there and having Shamim and Hanan doing like a QA and a uh, about the film, about mm, yeah. about several of their films. Yes, great. Yeah, Our World Unseen is another one of theirs. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Cool. And there'll be more to be added to that list, no doubt. There will be many more, probably. And we actually will have an announcement of a bigger star, a quite a big star, mm. very shortly. But I'm not quite at liberty to say who it is yet. That's okay. <laughs> so you've got comics as well, which is cool. What sort of comics will you be having there? Comic creators? Do you know it yet? Or? I don't have a list of names but what we're trying to do is bring together creators from across different genres so anybody who's creating content related to LGBTQ women because we're always trying to find more content that speaks to us and represents us like Mm. we want to try to get as much of it out there as we can to to our audience and there are a lot of comics and authors as well who are doing great great stories about Mm. LGBTQ women so we want to get them out there oh that's great so it will have a vendors like a comics alley and places like that so consumers sort of space, I yeah. suppose you call it. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll have a floor with yeah. uh, vendors and exhibitors and artists. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Comic-Con for yeah. LGBTQ women. I'm just surprised it's never been done. It really does shock me that it hasn't been done. And then I think, wow, okay, someone's doing it, finally. Mm. <laughs> so everybody come, support us, <laughs> so we can do it again. <laughs> yeah. So your role, what are you actually doing at the moment? I'm kind of in charge of logistics. Mm-hmm. So I'm working with the venues, all of the vendors who are coming in, mm-hmm. making sure the behind the scenes stuff all works and then I get to also come over to Australia and meet with people who are coming over and go on radio shows it's fantastic (laughs) so where else have you been in Australia at the moment Uh, Adelaide and and Sydney Mm -hmm. yeah so I had a a great little meet up in Sydney with some people who are coming over and one of our uh, partner organizations uh, one of their members is in Sydney so I got to meet with them too oh that's cool yeah hopefully we'll get more people as it gets closer to the uh, to the time don't let Christmas shopping get in the way and don't let that stop you from registering and uh, so people can register now and then pay 
how do they pay? Um, you can just buy tickets directly yeah. on through the site. They're mm-hmm. available right now. We actually sold out of our VIP tickets in under three minutes. Um, wow. The demand was so high, but we have oh, regular God. three-day passes still available. Right. Um, so buy yourself a, a Christmas present. Come to <laughs> Vegas and hang out with thousands of queer women from around the world. And do you have, uh, I suppose you do, you have a link up to accommodation and, you know, that's... Obviously, yeah, and we have a FAQ LGBTIQ that has, um, friendly. Yeah, we, we yeah. have some information in our FAQ, um, and also Las Vegas is known for being very open and friendly. And Isn't it funny? City. I mean, not funny, but you know, <laughs> it, it's in the middle. Yeah, it's it's a very progressive little city for for that area of the country. <laughs> <laughs> These are crazy times. They yeah. are indeed. They are okay. Oh, well, that's fantastic. So, Danielle, tell us again how you can find out more about. Clexicon 2017. Uh, so you should visit our website at mm-hmm. clexicon.com. That's C-L-E-X-A-C-O-N.com. Again, it's happening March 3 through 5, 2017 in Las Vegas. Uh, if you visit our website, you can also get links to all of our social media profiles and you can buy tickets right there on the homepage. If you visit us at Twitter, uh, our handle is at Clexicon. Cool. Pretty easy to remember, at Clexicon. Pretty straightforward. I don't think there's anything else like <laughs> it. Not on the net. And any hashtags will get you there too. Like, Well, thank you so much for speaking to us here on Broad. We'll keep everybody updated about the, the massive convention coming up. Look, thanks so much for speaking to us on Broad, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Feminism is just something that I feel has always been a part of my life. Mm. The way that I think and the way that I feel about the world. I recognise that we don't have equality. We aren't treated the same way as women. I think it's a terrible thing for all of us. I think it's a terrible thing for men and it's a terrible thing for women. And so divided by gender... The result of that, and or maybe the cause of that, is oftentimes that we look down on women and that we see women as lesser or something other, something unusual. So feminism is an important part of the world to kind of recognise that we don't start out equally, that we have different kinds of privilege and different kinds of yeah. reasons that our lives work the way they do.
Hi, this is Clementine Ford. You're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9, and I'm encouraging all of you to fight like a girl, just as I know Sonia does. This is Jamie Babbitt, the director of But I'm a Cheerleader, and you are listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. Hi, I'm Maria Lewis. I'm a Broad, and you're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. This is Sonia for Broad on Joy 94.9, and thanks to Danielle Jablonski uh, from Calexicon. She came all the way to talk about it. It's going to be the big one, and it's next year, March, March 3rd to 5th, and that's in Las Vegas. If you can get there, Viva Las Vegas, if you can. More details about that, I'll put that on the Facebook page as well as on the Broad Twitter. Just go to broadfem 949 or head to Facebook, of course. And don't forget to message us if you wish to on air at joy.org.au, 0427JOY949 or 1300JOY949. And now we do have, yeah, she's back, and it is... Broads from the past. This is Bad Bitches of History on Broad Joy 94.9. Okay, this is Bad Bitches of History. Let's do it. Let's do the next one. It is. uh, It's a Kiwi. Etty Route. Who? Etty Route. Etty, Etty. Etty, E-T-T-I-E-R-O-U-T. Okay, all right, I'll intro this one. Bad bitches of history. Yep, it is certainly time we had more bad bitches. Ladies from the past who have um, brought us to the future, I guess. One way, kicking or screaming sometimes, but in a good way. We've got the lady herself here. God, I'm losing it. <laughs> Thank you for kicking and screaming. <laughs> Maria Lewis is returning. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Oh. I just want to be a damsel who makes a difference. Damsels who make a difference. Who is the damsel this week? Well... I figured, well, like, we haven't done a Kiwi since we did suffragette and civil rights Mm. activist Mary Mangakar here back at the start of the year. So I figured it was time we brought another one out, and we're going to do Eddie Route this week. Eddie Route, or Root, if you're an American. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it's R-O-U-T, so I like to say, like, Route is how I think. Route, yeah. When I look at it, that's how my brain says it, and I'm just going to roll with my brain. So apologies to the late Route family if I'm screwing it up. (laughs) Nothing worse than screwing up a Root. No. But that will be edited. Okay, go for it. Go for it. So she was she was actually born in Launceston in Tasmania in oh my 1884, God. but she moved to Wellington, New Zealand when she was three. So I'm counting her as a Kiwi. Now, her career, I guess that's at the beginning because she became a shorthand typist for the Supreme Court, which a lot of people who've reported on her life and her events and, and, and her motivations believe that is kind of the thing that gave her a wide perspective on social and political issues. And it gave her kind of an entry point into a world that a lot of women didn't get a chance to see at that time. And anyway, she went on to to become a reporter for a few years, and then she's most famous, and what people remember her for is her work as a volunteer nurse during the First World War. So she was based in France, and during the First World War, it made her aware of the frequency of STIs among the servicemen there, because, you know, they didn't get the whole, like, no glove, no love thing uh, back then. So... She took it upon herself, along with she recruited a few of the other nurses, and they would go around inspecting brothels in France so as to work up, like, a a recommendations list, I guess, that they would give out to the 
servicemen of like, these are the good ones to visit, these are the ones that are a little bit dicey. And she made distributing safe sex kits one of her top priorities in her role as one of the head nurses there. Now, in France, I guess they're probably a little bit more liberal than New Zealand were at the time because mm. she was she was awarded for her efforts. She was given a medal and all kind of accolades. But in New Zealand, if people dared print her name in any publication, they could be fined up to $100. Wow. But you could report on her activities. So you just couldn't say her name. But you could say what mm. she was up to because I think there was this whole outdated idea that, you know, for all the people left home in New Zealand, the, the wives and daughters, they didn't want to think that their husbands were running around, you know, having a having a little bit what of What did a, they think? They'd cat VD or something if they said her name out or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's it. You say Effie Routes three times and you get VD in the mirror. But so she, she had this incredible life of, of doing a lot of incredible work. But sadly, she, um, she didn't live a super long life. She died in 1935 the Cook Islands of a drug overdose and she's she's someone that's definitely become oh. a little bit more well-known than she passed but at the time she was a bit of a controversial figure. Someone who I think maybe her open ideas about talking about sex and sex safety were probably a, a little bit too progressive for, mm. um, for the early 1900s. Yeah, wow. Amazing. Really important work, though, preventing... I mean, she probably saved countless lives, not just the lives of the soldiers long-term, but also when they returned home, if they were in relationships with sexual relations. Yeah, she probably totally. saved in the lives of, how many? of the women, the sex workers... The children like as, well, as well. Who, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, born the, from the... Mm. the perfect bad bitch of history, you know? <laughs> Perfect. Pity about the ending there. That's very sad. Yeah. No, it is. It is really sad. Um, there's not actually a whole lot known about her life. They have a. They. She's buried on the Cook Islands. But do they know why she, she left there? Away, I mean, why she went there? Do they know why? Yeah, because she was so ridiculed and experienced oh such, such hate and, uh, and such hostility <sighs> when she went back to New Zealand. People, people really condemned her for what she'd done over there. And so the Cook Islands were a bit of a refuge, if you will. That is, yeah, sad. Although yeah. a lovely place to be, but I'm sure you know. To be torn away from, you know, her own friends and family must have been very tough. Yeah, I 100% agree. Mm. So sometimes the bad bitches we talk about have had a terrible, you know, existence in life and haven't been appreciated. And that's why we want to talk about them, you know? It's not easy to be a bad bitch. And when you talk about... This is tough, especially historically. But one of the things that I always try and do with this segment and one of the things when we were talking about the idea for this thing, man, why we wanted to in the first place was we wanted to talk about women that had kind of been overlooked. Like, everybody hears stories about, you know, Joan of Arc and yeah. stuff like that. Mm. We wanted to talk about the women who history had kind of forgot in a way, or maybe women that you wouldn't necessarily find in your textbook. And women who don't want to sacrifice themselves, quite frankly. Yeah, <laughs> women who don't probably have brain tumors that no. mean they're imagining voices from God. Who knows? <laughs> Oh, don't end up as a piece of an image on a piece of toast. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm, dear. But um, yeah. Well, thank you for that one. I'm depressed now, but um, also no, sorry. no, no. I'm interested <laughs> though. We'll have to put um some of those links about Etty on the uh, Facebook page, and people can find out more about her. So wow. Yeah, there's apparently New Zealand. I'm not sure which it was, but there was a, a New Zealand film and TV, like, you know, funded mm. dramatisation of her life that goes for like an hour, an hour and a half or something that was up in the 90s. Now, I can't speak to its quality. So, mm. um, but yeah, if that's something people want to check out, watch it and let us know if it's any good.
Cool. Excellent. Well, thank you for another Bad Bitch of history from our favourite Bad Bitch in in Sydney. You're still in Sydney now, aren't you? Yeah, still in Sydney, yeah. Haven't changed your mind yet about Melbourne. (laughs) I wish. Thanks, Maria Lewis. More Bad Bitches coming soon. I hear on Broad. Yay. Hi, I'm Molly Crabapple, and you are listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. What's the most important issue for, do you think, for women in just looking at generally like in Australia, is there anything in Australia, do you think? It's really hard to say. And I think actually that there's the important, the most important issue will be different for different women. You know, Mm. I'm a a middle-class white woman. My issues will be different from other women. Um, For me, I guess it's about being, being treated like someone who is a leader and has authority and has, has a voice that's worthwhile. Mm. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's my you know the personal issue for my life more broadly i think for women everywhere it's about being free from violence and yeah having equal access to opportunities and being heard and you know there's there's so many different different approaches for different women and this is brought on joy 94.9 and we're hitting 11 minutes to 10 it'll be bite me down under with back at 10 around 10 ish so yes we had a great message thank you so much and that was maria lewis as well on the line there speaking to us about someone called etty rout who uh sadly passed away pretty much unloved unwanted and uh, ridiculed in the cook islands a very very tough life that she led and yet saved countless, countless of people's lives thanks to demonstrating uh, safe sex and clean sex and um, protected sex uh, practices for troops in World War One. Yes. Uh, with a message we got from Jade. Thank you so much, Jade. It says, Dear Sonia, hope you're well. I am getting better. Thank you. I too, she says, was saddened by Wonder Woman getting axed as honorary ambassador at the UN. On the criticism that Wonder Woman is fictional, honorary ambassadors are supposed to be fictional characters, she says. The UN previously tapped Winnie the Pooh to be an honorary ambassador of friendship in 1998 and Tinkerbell as the honorary ambassador of the Green movement in 2009 and it is some weird shaming that says Wonder Woman is not wearing enough clothes. She says I don't think Wonder Woman is wearing any less clothes than a modern day athlete or ancient uh, gladiator. Yes, I agree. And she says I guess we in the West are being slut shamed. I think so. I think you're right there. Thank you Jade. She says I love the show Sonia. Cheers Jade. Thank you. Any messages? We've still got a few minutes to go. 0427 Joy949 or email on air at joy.org.au We have Twitter of course at BroadFem949 and I'm going to play this. I know it's a silly season. This is Santa Baby by um, uh, Amarama Fox. She's performing the Christmas song with a twist. She did this last week on the 14th in the Beehive and the Aotearoa Parliament over the oceans there. And uh, interesting tone, this doesn't happen every day in Parliament anywhere in the world, but she is the lead, one of the co-leaders, I should say, list MP of the Māori Party in New Zealand, and this is her version of Santa Baby. And uh, there's a message there too um, with uh, a ukulele accompaniment, and I think we can all um, take a note uh, from what Manama is saying. I wish we had more MPs like this lady. This is Broad on Joy 94.9. Santa baby, camping contributions under the tree. It's been an awful long year. Santa baby, sign up to Marty Party tonight. 
Santa baby Homes for all the homeless too Will do They're sick of sleeping rough dear Santa baby Treats for all the children too Think of all the joy they've missed Think of all the dinners they should never miss Next year could be such a hoot the Marty Party votes. Santa cutie, sign up to Marty Party tonight. But wait, there's more. Santa baby, fill all the Marty seats with Marty Party. Except for Uncle Honey. Santa baby, sign up for Marty Party tonight. This time. will believe in us too Santa baby forgot to mention one little thing a ring shopping list for coalition Santa baby sign up to Marty Party tonight sign up to Marty Party tonight sign up to Marty Party tonight Merry Christmas that fighting for women's rights has too often become synonymous with man-hating. If there is one thing I know for certain, it is that this has to stop. For the record, feminism by definition is the belief that men and women should have equal rights and opportunities. It is the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes. I started questioning gender-based assumptions a long time ago. When at 14, I started to be sexualized by certain elements of the media. When at 15, my girlfriends started dropping out of their beloved sports teams because they didn't want to appear muscly. When at 18, my male friends were unable to express their feelings. I decided that I was a feminist, and this seemed uncomplicated to me. But my recent research has shown me that feminism has become an unpopular word. I'm Bryony Kidd, and you're listening to Broad on Joy 94.9. Melakaliki Maka is the thing to say. We send to you from the land where 
Nella Kalikimaka. Uh, aloha. Um, kia orana. Kia ora. And have a fantastic Christmas, whatever you do. We try to do as feminist a Christmas as you can. Don't forget, uh, Chris Kingle can be Christine Kringle. Or Kingle, Kringle. Or something like that. I've had a message. Hi, Sonia. Hope you're feeling better. Great show tonight. Happy holidays and Merry New Year. Thank you very much, whoever that anonymous person is. Love it. That was Casey Musgraves with Malakalika Maka, uh, a great traditional Hawaiian song. Um, I think we'll finish off with one of my favourites of this year, Lady Hawk, Sweet Fascination, as we head to Bite Down Under next week. Uh, we'll be talking to Zoya Patel, the wonderful feminist and woman who has something called Feminazi. What is that? Hmm. Sounds good. And it's not what you think, actually. It's a feminist magazine, online thing, news, whatever. Up next, Beck with Bite Me Down Under. This is Lady Hawk. Have a fabulous Christmas. See you next week, Boxing Day. That's right, here on Joy 94.9. <laughs>
You've been listening to a broadcast on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.